The following is a Relevant Radio program and is protected under U.S. copyright laws. This program is made possible through the contributions of listeners like you. Support Relevant Radio by clicking on the Donate icon at www.relevantradio.com. The Relevant Radio Winter Pledge Drive continues, and this is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. Good morning, I'm Paul Sadek. It's Tuesday, February 7th, 2023, Tuesday of the fifth week in Ordinary Time. In the Missal, it's liturgical year A, cycle one. Tuesday is a day to pray the sorrowful mysteries of the rosary. Our saint today is Saint Luke the Younger, hermit and wonder worker. His solitary hermitage in Thessaly, Greece, became known as the Soterian, the place of healing. Luke tried to become a religious, but was arrested as an escaped slave and imprisoned for a time. He finally became a hermit on Mount Joanista near Corinth. There he was revered for his holiness and miracles, which earned him the surname Thaumaturgus, or Wonder Worker. St. Luke the Younger died in 946. St. Luke the Younger, pray for us. Let's offer this day to the Lord. Eternal Father, I offer you everything I do this day, my work, my prayers, my apostolic efforts, my time with family and friends, my hours of relaxation, my difficulties, problems, distress, which I shall try to bear with patience. Join these, my gifts, to the unique offering which Jesus Christ, your Son, renews today in the Eucharist. Grant, I pray, that vivified by the Holy Spirit, and united to the Sacred Heart of Jesus and the Immaculate Heart of Mary, my life this day may be of service to you and your children and help consecrate the world to you. Amen. And we join Pope Francis in praying that parishes placing communion at the center may increasingly become communities of faith, fraternity, and welcome toward those most in need. Ten Minutes with Jesus is a guided meditation on the gospel of the day prepared by a Catholic priest. Here's today's Ten Minutes with Jesus. My Lord and my God, I firmly believe that you are here, that you see me, that you hear me. I adore you with profound reverence. I ask your pardon for my sins and the grace to make this time of prayer fruitful. My Immaculate Mother, St. Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me. Today we have a wonderful account from the book of Genesis about the creation of the world, which, as you know, culminates in the creation of man. God created man in his image, in the divine image he created him, male and female he created them. And as the account goes through all the different elements of creation, like the waters teeming with abundance, the living creatures, the fish of the sea, the birds of the air, all the living things that move on the earth, the plants, and all that abundance, and all that life, it always ends with that affirmation. God saw that it was good. Of course, when it comes to man, creating man, he saw that it was very good. It's just such a beautiful and stunning array of God's creation. God created man, and it was very good. It's a beautiful account, and uh, it's very ancient in origin. It's not a scientific treatise, which would have been really, really boring had it been that. But it's a poetic and mythic account telling us the deepest 
truths of our creation out of nothing by God. And he did this just by speaking. Just by speaking. It says, Then God said, Let the earth bring forth all kinds of living creatures, cattle, creeping things, and wild animals of all kinds. And so it happened. So just God said something, and it happened. He didn't need to sit down and follow the elaborate blueprint or some mathematical equations or follow an engineering model. Like The design process for any engineer is pretty complicated. He has to define the problem. Then he has to do some research. He has to brainstorm, evaluate the situation, get a solution, develop a prototype. He has to test the prototype. And hopefully, in the end, he'll get the zoning permissions that he needs to build this thing. It all takes time. But for God, he just speaks. That's it. Now, all religions have their own creation myths. In the Near East, the the world came out of a conflict between two rival gods, you know, good and evil. But in Genesis, the word of God goes forth just unchallenged, meets no resistance or no rival. He just speaks. And here at the beginning, the world is like submerged in water and shrouded in darkness. It's a place that is unfit for habitation and life. So God speaks. That's it. He speaks. And that speech, it's like it echoes through all of creation. And that's that moment, after he speaks, that history begins. That moment is like the beginning of time, the start of history as we know it. History is like moving forward to a final end. It's moving forward to a purpose. In fact, the last book of the Bible, the book of Revelation, or also known as the book of Apocalypse, it says there that, well, there'll be a new heaven, a new earth, because the old heaven and the old earth will have passed away. So God created everything, and he left his mark in a very unique and special way in you and in me. Now, some fathers of the church said that Genesis uses that expression in the beginning because the deepest meaning of that refers to the sun who was there acting in the beginning, in the moment of creation, because he is the creative word, not some kind of huge power, but a person, God the Son, through whom all things were made. So the opening of Genesis really refers to God's word. It even says that the Holy Spirit was present too, like the breath of God hovering over the face of the deep, It breathed life into man and to all of creation. So everything started with the Word of God. And then, of course, the living breath of the Holy Spirit. Of course, your breath comes from your speech. Or you need breath in order to speak. And so the Father creates heaven and earth. The Spirit moves over the waters. And the Son who acts while the Father is speaking. He just speaks. And that speech, that voice, is not a threatening voice. It doesn't have this like demanding tone or scary tone like Darth Vader, you know, you can hear the breathing. (laughs) It's the warm tone of a loving father. That's the creation account. That's what it's all about. The warm tone of a loving father that just speaks us into existence. So now we move towards the gospel and we have a moment in which Jesus seems to 
chastise the Pharisees and the scribes by quoting to them a passage from the prophet Isaiah. This people honors me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. You nullify the word of God. So Isaiah was saying this because he was denouncing the hard-heartedness uh, of the people of Jerusalem, that you know this disposition that relies on kind of formalism of the people of Jerusalem. They were like too thick, too dense to see the hand of God in the events of their life. So they would, they would just go through the motions. They would just like move their lips to pray, but not really pray. Maybe it can happen to us too, that we kind of like just go through the motions, mere, mere rituals that we've gotten used to. And, you know, like praying, even saying the rosary, like just going through it could betray a certain amount of uh, pessimism, a kind of lack of hope that God can take some good out of any problem in my life, any, any crisis. And, of course, just as God created through his speech, through his mere utterance, through his word, well, he speaks to us also through events in our life. Remember that famous quote from Harold Macmillan, the, the Prime Minister of England, who was asked by a journalist, what were the guiding principles of his administration? And he said those famous words, events, dear boy, events, <laughs> events. So Jesus speaks to us through events of our life as well, because it's precisely that word that brings up about this this creation, when God speaks. So God speaks to us through events. It means that God the Father is always close to us, even in times of upheaval in our life, even when we can't quite discern the future. And if we honor God with our lips only, it would just be like sounds, without meaning, without true comfort, without real appeal, we might then be dragged into erroneous ideas or thoughts or preconceptions like those traditions of the Pharisees. Like, like when we have a hard time, when we're in pain in some way, we might think wrongly that God isn't really mindful of us, that he doesn't care about us. He doesn't really have time for us. See, God created the world, and it was the beginning of time. God created today. In some way, you could say he gave us this new day. So when we wake up, it's like a new creation, a new occasion to serve God. So maybe we can ask you, Lord Jesus, help us to challenge ourselves, to really have that fighting spirit, to confront these challenges. Because somewhere there, your will is there, and I want to embrace that. You know, some people, they wake up and they just like just want to go back underneath the sheets. You know, They, just, they don't want to get up, they're too tired. But other people, they, they wake up with a bounce. You know, like St. Josemaria, he would wake up and he would pray, Lord, what do you have in store for me today? Maybe that's a prayer that you and I can say to do today. What do you have in store for me today? It's all about really trusting in divine providence. And divine providence, as the Catechism says, consists of the dispositions by which God guides all his creatures, indeed all his creation, and he guides it with wisdom and love to their final end, to their ultimate end. So how did you wake up this morning? 
Lord, you have planned this day for me this morning. Are you letting him into the driver's seat? Are you allowing him to drive? Or are you insisting on driving where you want to go? Maybe we can let the Lord take charge. Especially at the beginning of the day. It's like a, it's like a new creation. And of course, Isaiah the prophet said, Behold, I have graven you on the palms of my hands. Your walls are continually before me. It's beautiful that God has actually etched our very name into his hands. You know, when he's doing stuff, he's got our name there. It's like a tattoo. You know, tattoos last a long time. But of course, God's love lasts all our life. Let's trust in his providence, in his word, that brings about our life. I thank you, my God, for the good resolutions, affections, and inspirations that you have communicated to me in this meditation. I ask your help to put them into effect. My Immaculate Mother, St. Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me. You'll find more of 10 Minutes with Jesus at RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. It's 13 minutes past the hour. This is Daybreak. Good morning. Thanks for joining us for Daybreak here on Relevant Radio. It's Glenn along with Paul. We'll be back in just a moment, but first an opportunity for you to help Relevant Radio out and to help your, your fellow Catholics and Christians and those who don't even know the Lord yet. It's a great week here at Relevant Radio. Our winter Give from the Heart Pledge Drive, your chance to partner and join with Relevant Radio to make a difference for time and for eternity. If you appreciate being able to wake up and get your day started, grounded in scripture, prayer, and more, Relevant Radio wants to be able to keep doing this great work for you. Thanks for joining us. Give from the heart. You can do it online at relevantradio.com, on the mobile app, or on the phone at 877-291-0123. By the end of the week, our need is $3 million to keep Relevant Radio going strong for three more months. Help us to continue to reach more souls, put more stations on the air, and do some great work together. We love to partner with you to make it happen. Please consider how Relevant Radio has helped you in your faith, and then do your best and give from the heart. It's so quick and so easy to donate. Friendly volunteers will make the process quick if you call 877-291-0123, but it's even faster if you donate online at relevantradio.com or on the Relevant Radio app. Your support helps us to meet the quarterly costs to stay on the air. We don't get a lot of perks out of this. It's for operating costs, and $3 million is what it's going to take to keep Relevant Radio going for another three months. So call with your pledge. Give from the heart. This is Heart Month. Call 877-291-0123. That's 877-291-0123. Or go online at RelevantRadio.com or on the Relevant Radio app. And while you're at it, why don't you ask about the St. Joseph Recurring Gift Society? It will make things a lot easier for you and a lot easier for Relevant Radio. So call now and give from the heart. It's Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app for Tuesday of the fifth week in Ordinary Time. I'm Paul Sadek. We begin this day of prayer now joining with the whole church as we're led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in the Invitatory Psalm and the Office of Readings. Lord, open my lips, and, and my, my mouth, mouth will proclaim, proclaim your praise. praise. Come, let us worship our mighty King and Lord. 
Come, let us worship our mighty King and Lord. Cry out with joy to the Lord, all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before him, singing for joy. Come, let us worship our mighty King and Lord. Know that he, the Lord, is God. He made us, we belong to him. We are his people, the sheep of his flock. Come, let us worship our mighty King and Lord. Go within his gates giving thanks. Enter his courts with songs of praise. Give thanks to him and bless his name. Come, let us worship our mighty King and Lord. Indeed, how good is the Lord, eternal his merciful love. He is faithful from age to age. Come, let us worship our mighty King and Lord. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Come, let us worship our mighty King and Lord. The Lord is just. He will defend the poor. The Lord is just. He will defend the poor. Lord, why do you stand afar off? And hide yourself in times of distress. The poor man is devoured by the pride of the wicked. He is caught in the schemes that others have made. For the wicked man boasts of his heart's desires. The covetous blasphemes and spurns the Lord. In his pride, the wicked says, He will not punish. There is no God. Such are his thoughts. His path is ever untroubled. Your judgment is far from his mind. His enemies he regards with contempt, he thinks. Never shall I falter. Misfortune shall never be my lot. His mouth is full of cursing, guile, oppression, mischief, and deceit under his tongue. He lies in wait among the reeds. The innocent he murders in secret. His eyes are on watch for the helpless man. He lurks in hiding like a lion in his lair. He lurks in hiding to seize the poor. He seizes the poor man and drags him away. He crouches, preparing to spring, and the helpless fall beneath his strength. He thinks in his heart. God forgets. He hides his face. He does not see. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, and and will will be forever. forever. Amen. The The Lord Lord is just. just. He He will will defend the poor. Lord, you know the burden of my sorrow. Lord, you know the burden of my sorrow. 
Arise then, Lord, lift up your hand. O God, do not forget the poor. Why should the wicked spurn the Lord and think in his heart he will not punish? But you have seen the trouble and sorrow. You note it. You take it in hand. The helpless trusts himself to you, for you are the helper of the orphan. Break the power of the wicked and the sinner. Punish his wickedness till nothing remains. The Lord is king forever and ever. The heathen shall perish from the land he rules. Lord, you hear the prayer of the poor. You strengthen their hearts. You turn your ear to protect the rights of the orphan and oppressed, so that mortal man may strike terror no more. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, and and will be forever. Amen. Let us pray. Rise up, Lord, in defense of your people. Do not hide your face from our troubles. Father of orphans, wealth of the poor, we rejoice in making you known. May we find comfort and security in times of pain and anxiety. Lord, you know the burden of my sorrow. The words of the Lord are true, like silver from the furnace. The The words of the Lord are true, like silver from the furnace. Help, O Lord, for good men have vanished. Truth has gone from the sons of men. Falsehood they speak to one another with lying lips and with a false heart. May the Lord destroy all lying lips, the tongue that speaks high-sounding words, those who say, Our tongue is our strength. Our lips are our own. Who is our master? For the poor who are oppressed and the needy who groan, I myself will arise, says the Lord. I will grant them the salvation for which they thirst. The words of the Lord are words without alloy, silver from the furnace, seven times refined. It is you, O Lord, who will take us in your care and protect us forever from this generation. See how the wicked prowl on every side, while the worthless are prized highly by the sons of men. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the beginning, is now, and and will be forever. Amen. Let us pray. Your light is true light, Lord, and your truth shines like the day. Direct us to the salvation through your life-giving words. May we be saved by always embracing your word. The The words of the Lord are true. Like Like silver from from the the furnace. The Lord teaches the humble his way. He guides the gentle-hearted along the right path. A reading from the letter of Paul to the Galatians. When Cephas came to Antioch, I directly withstood him, because he was clearly in the wrong. He had been taking his meals with the Gentiles before others came who were from James. But when they arrived, 
he drew back to avoid trouble with those who were circumcised. The rest of the Jews joined in his dissembling till even Barnabas was swept away by the pretense. As soon as I observed that they were not being straightforward about the truth of the gospel, I had this to say to Cephas in the presence of all. If you, who are a Jew, are living according to Gentile ways rather than Jewish, by what logic do you force the Gentiles to adopt Jewish ways? We are Jews by birth, not sinners of Gentile origin. Nevertheless, knowing that a man is not justified by legal observance, but by faith in Jesus Christ, we too have believed in him in order to be justified by faith in Christ, not by observance of the law. For by works of the law no one will be justified. But if, in seeking to be justified in Christ, we are shown to be sinners, does that mean that Christ is encouraging sin? Unthinkable! If, however, I were to build up the very things I had demolished, I should then indeed be a transgressor. It was through the law that I died to the law, to live for God. I have been crucified with Christ, and the life I live now is not my own. Christ is living in me. I still live my human life, but it is a life of faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. I will not treat God's gracious gift as pointless. If justice is available through the law, then Christ died to no purpose. You senseless Galatians, who has cast a spell over you, you before whose eyes Jesus Christ was displayed to view upon his cross? I want to learn only one thing from you. How did you receive the Spirit? Was it through observance of the law? Or through faith in what you heard? How could you be so stupid? After beginning in the Spirit, you are now to end in the flesh? Have you had such remarkable experiences all to no purpose, if indeed they were to no purpose. Is it because you observe the law, or because you have faith in what you heard, that God lavishes the Spirit on you and works wonders in your midst? Consider the case of Abraham. He believed God, and it was credited to him as justice. This means that those who believe are sons of Abraham. Because Scripture saw in advance that God's way of justifying the Gentiles would be through faith. It foretold this good news to Abraham. All nations shall be blessed in you. Thus it is that all who believe are blessed along with Abraham, 
the man of faith. All who depend on observance of the law, on the other hand, are under a curse. It is written, Cursed is he who does not abide by everything written in the book of the law and carry it out. It should be obvious that no one is justified in God's sight by the law, for the just man shall live by faith. But the law does not depend on faith. Its terms are, whoever does these things shall live by them. Christ has delivered us from the power of the law's curse by himself becoming a curse for us. As it is written, Accursed is anyone who is hanged on a tree. This has happened so that through Jesus Christ, the blessing bestowed on Adam might descend on the Gentiles in Christ Jesus, thereby making it possible for us to receive the promised Spirit through faith. The Word of the Lord A man is not justified by observing the law, but through faith in Jesus Christ. We We have have believed in Christ Jesus, so that that we might be made holy, not through the observance of the law, but by faith in him. If holiness comes through keeping the law, then Christ died in vain. We have have believed in Christ Jesus, so that we might be made holy, not through the observance of the law, but by faith in him. A reading from a homily on Genesis by Origen, priest. Abraham took wood for the burnt offering and placed it upon Isaac his son. And he took fire and a sword in his hands, and together they went off. Isaac himself carries the wood for his own holocaust. This is a figure of Christ. For he bore the burden of the cross, and yet to carry the wood for the holocaust is really the duty of the priest. He is then both victim and priest. This is the meaning of the expression, Together they went off. For when Abraham, who was to perform the sacrifice, carried the fire and the knife, Isaac did not walk behind him, but with him. In this way, he showed that he exercised the priesthood equally with Abraham. What happens after this? Isaac said to Abraham his father, Father, this plea from the son was at that instant the voice of temptation. For do you not think the voice of the Son, who was about to be sacrificed, struck a responsive chord in the heart of the Father? Although Abraham did not waver because of his faith, he responded with a voice full of affection, and asked, What is it, my son? Isaac answered him, Here are the fire and the wood, but where is the sheep for the holocaust? And Abraham replied, God will provide for himself a sheep for the Holocaust, my son. The careful yet loving response of Abraham moves me greatly. I do not know what he saw in spirit, because he did not speak of the present but of the future. God will provide for himself a sheep. His reply concerns the future, yet his son inquires about the present. Indeed, the Lord himself provided a sheep for himself in Christ. Abraham extended his hand to take the sword and slay his son. 
And the angel of the Lord called to him from heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. And he responded, Here I am. And the angel said, Do not put your hand upon the boy or do anything to him, for now I know that you fear God. Compare these words to those of the apostle when he speaks of God. He did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all. God emulates man with magnificent generosity. Abraham offered to God his mortal son, who did not die. And God gave up his immortal son, who died for all of us. And Abraham, looking about him, saw a ram caught by the horns in a bush. We said before that Isaac is a type of Christ. Yet this also seems true of the ram. To understand how both are figures of Christ, Isaac, who was not slain, and the ram who was, is well worth our inquiry. Christ is the word of God, but the word became flesh. Christ therefore suffered and died, but in the flesh. In this respect, the ram is the type, just as John said, Behold the Lamb of God, behold him who takes away the sins of the world. The word, however, remained incorruptible. This is Christ according to the Spirit, and Isaac is the type. Therefore, Christ himself is both victim and priest, according to the Spirit. For he offers the victim to the Father according to the flesh, and he is himself offered on the altar of the cross. They took their charge of Jesus and led him away. And And carrying his own cross, he went out to what is called the place of the skull. Abraham took up the wood for the sacrifice and put it on the shoulders of Isaac, his son. And And carrying his own cross, he went out to what is called the place of the skull. Let us pray. Keep your family safe, O Lord, with unfailing care, that, relying solely on the hope of heavenly grace, they may be defended always by your protection. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Twenty-six minutes before the hour, today's gospel is coming right up in just a few minutes, along with In Conversation with God and Morning Prayer, here on Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. Aha, Super Bowl Sunday is coming up this Sunday. It'll cost about $7 million for a 30-second ad during the game. You know, it takes less than half of that to operate the entire Relevant Radio Network for three months. Our need is $3 million dollars. Paul, along with Glenn here as we take a little break from Daybreak, reminding you that your donation does so much good going so far to reach so many souls. Why, giving to Relevant Radio is an act of charity. It helps you to share your faith with others. A lot of times we think evangelization is a really tough job. Well, it doesn't have to be. All you have to do is tune your friends into Relevant Radio. So call now with your pledge. Give from the heart 
877-291-0123 or give online at relevantradio.com or on the Relevant Radio app. Boy, all that effort coming up for that uh, National Football League championship game. My goodness, the effort, the blood, sweat, and tears. And that's not even counting the players. My goodness, we get wound up about this. We spend a lot of money on it. But what a great point that uh, you just made there, Paul, in terms of less than half of the price of one commercial during the broadcast could pay for Relevant Radio for the next three months. So if you happen to be uh, head of marketing of a, a national automotive or a liquor distributor right now, we'd love to hear from you here at Relevant Radio. We can take care of it in a big hurry. Odds are uh, it's going to be up to you and I, though, to give at 877-291-0123, to give online at relevantradio.com, to give on the mobile app, to take care of that $3 million need. Well-positioned to do it now with a 100% match. It's bright and early, but this is a partnership challenge hour, matching each one of those gifts 100%. Be generous. Be helpful. Be a great purveyor of the good news of Jesus Christ. Help us to spread that gospel together when you give from the heart. 877-291-0123 or online at relevantradio.com. It's Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app for Tuesday, February 7th, 2023. I'm Paul Sadek in today's Gospel from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible. The Lord reminds us that minimal observance of the law will not save you. It's from the seventh chapter of the Gospel of Mark. Now. When the Pharisees gathered together to Jesus with some of the scribes who had come from Jerusalem, they saw that some of his disciples ate with hands defiled, that is, unwashed. For the Pharisees and all the Jews do not eat unless they wash their hands, observing the tradition of the elders. And when they come from the marketplace, they do not eat unless they purify themselves. There are many other traditions which they observe, the washing of cups and pots and vessels of bronze, The Pharisees and the scribes asked Jesus, Why do your disciples not live according to the tradition of the elders, but eat with hands defiled? Well did Isaiah prophesy of you hypocrites. As it is written, This people honors me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. In vain do they worship me, teaching as doctrines the precepts of men You leave the commandment of God and hold fast the tradition of men. You have a fine way of rejecting the commandment of God in order to keep your tradition. For Moses said, Honor your father and your mother. And he who speaks evil of father or mother, let him surely die. But you say, If a man tells his father or his mother, What you would have gained from me is korban, that is, given to God. Then you no longer permit him to do anything for his father or mother, thus making void the word of God through your tradition which you hand on. And many such things you do. This selection from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible courtesy of Falcon Picture Group, daily and Sunday Mass readings are on the relevant radio app. Well, it's a fact that the primary educators of children are the parents. And that stems directly from the first duty of parents. Today's reading from In Conversation with God by Father Francisco Fernandez Carvajal is from Volume 3, Ordinary Time. 
The first duty of parents is to love their children with real love. This means love which comes from within and is generous, ordered, and independent of the physical, intellectual, or moral qualities of the children. Such a love will enable parents to love their children with all their defects. They must love their children because they are theirs, but also because they are children of God. From this arises the fundamental duty of parents to love and respect God's will for their sons and daughters, particularly when they receive a vocation to give themselves completely to Him. Good parents should often ask God for such a vocation and wish it for their children, because giving up one's children to the service of God is not a sacrifice. It is an honor and a joy. This love must be an operative love, effectively shown through deeds. True love will be seen in the efforts parents make to bring up their children to be hardworking, austere, educated in the full sense of the word, and, above all, good Christians. They should help to form the beginnings of the human virtues in them. Resilience, sobriety in the use of material things, a sense of responsibility, generosity, industriousness when it comes to a question of spending money and awareness of the needs suffered by many people throughout the world. True love will lead parents to be concerned about the school to which they send their children and will cause them to take a real interest in the quality of the education they receive. They should be particularly watchful about what they are taught in religious education because their very salvation may depend on it. Love for their children will move them to look for suitable places in which to spend their holidays and their leisure time. Often this will involve sacrificing other tastes and interests they may have. Whenever possible, they will avoid those environments which would make it impossible or at least very difficult to practice a true Christian life. Parents must not forget that they are the administrators of an immense treasure that belongs to God. As Christians, they are not just one more family. They will teach this to their children when the moment comes, but they form a family in which Christ is present and this gives them certain completely new characteristics. This living reality will encourage parents to give good example all the time. In family life, professional duties, sobriety, order. When they do so, their children will find in them the way that leads to God. In every mother's face, we can glimpse a reflection of Mary's sweetness, intuition, and generosity. If you honor your mother, you will also honor her who, being Christ's mother, is likewise the mother of each one of us. Let us finish our prayer by placing our family under the protection of the Most Blessed Virgin and of the Guardian Angels. In Conversation with God by Francis Fernandez is published by Scepter Publishers. You'll find it at your local Catholic bookstore. It's time to pray. Once again, we join the whole church as we're led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in morning prayer. God, come to my assistance. Lord, make haste to help me. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia.
The man whose deeds are blameless and whose heart is pure will climb the mountain of the Lord. The man whose deeds are blameless and whose heart is pure will climb the mountain of the Lord. The Lord's is the earth and its fullness, the world and all its peoples. It is he who set it on the seas, on the waters he made it firm. Who shall climb the mountain of the Lord? Who shall stand in his holy place? The man with clean hands and pure heart, who desires not worthless things, who has not sworn so as to deceive his neighbor. He shall receive blessings from the Lord and reward from the God who saves him. Such are the men who seek him. Seek the face of the God of Jacob. O gates, lift high your heads. Grow higher, ancient doors. Let him enter, the King of glory. Who is the King of glory? The Lord, the mighty, the valiant. The Lord, the valiant in war. O gates, lift high your heads. Grow higher, ancient doors. Let him enter, the King of glory. Who is he, the King of glory? He, the Lord of armies. He is the King of glory. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As, as it, it was, was in the beginning, beginning is now, now and, and will, will be, be forever. forever. Amen. King of glory, Lord of power and might, cleanse our hearts from all sin. Preserve the innocence of our hands and keep our minds from vanity so that we may deserve your blessing in your holy place. The man, the man whose, whose deeds, deeds are, are blameless and, and whose heart is pure will climb the mountain of the Lord. Praise the Eternal King in all your deeds. Praise the Eternal King in all your deeds. Blessed be God who lives forever because his kingdom lasts for all ages. For he scourges and then has mercy. He casts down to the depths of the nether world and he brings up from the great abyss. No one can escape his hand. Praise him, you Israelites, before the Gentiles. For though he has scattered you among them, he has shown you his greatness even there. Exalt him before every living being, because he is the Lord our God, our Father and God forever. He scourged you for your iniquities, but will again have mercy on you all. He will gather you from all the Gentiles among whom you have been scattered. When you turn back to him with all your heart to do what is right before him, then he will turn back to you and no longer hide his face from you. So now consider what he has done for you and praise him with full voice. Bless the Lord of righteousness and exalt the King of all the ages. In the land of my exile, I praise him and show his power and majesty to a sinful nation. 
Turn back, you sinners. Do the right. Do the right before him. Perhaps he may look with favor upon you and show you mercy. As for me, I exalt my God, and my spirit rejoices in the King of heaven. Let all men speak of his majesty and sing his praises in Jerusalem. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, and and will be forever. Amen. Amen. Praise Praise the Eternal King in in all your deeds. The loyal heart must praise the Lord. The loyal heart must praise the Lord. Ring out your joy to the Lord, O you just, for praise is fitting for loyal hearts. Give thanks to the Lord upon the harp. With a ten-string lute, sing him songs. O sing him a song that is new. Play loudly, play with all your skill. For the word of the Lord is faithful and all his works to be trusted. The Lord loves justice and right and fills the earth with his love. By his word the heavens were made, by the breath of his mouth all the stars. He collects the waves of the ocean, he stores up the depths of the sea. Let all the earth fear the Lord, all who live in the world revere him. He spoke, and it came to be. He commanded, it sprang into being. He frustrates the designs of the nations. He defeats the plans of the peoples. His own designs shall stand forever, the plans of his heart from age to age. They are happy who God is the Lord, the people he has chosen as his own. From the heavens the Lord looks forth, He sees all the children of men. From the place where he dwells, he gazes on all the dwellers of the earth. He who shapes the hearts of them all and considers all their deeds. A king is not saved by his army, nor a warrior preserved by his strength. A vain hope for safety is the horse. Despite its power, it cannot save. The Lord looks on those who revere him, on those who hope in his love, to rescue their souls from death, to keep them alive in famine. Our soul is waiting for the Lord. The Lord is our help and our shield. In him do our hearts find joy. We trust in his holy name. May your love be upon us, O Lord as we place all our hope in you. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, and and will be forever. forever. Amen. Let us pray. Nourish your people, Lord, for we hunger for your word. Rescue us from the death of sin, and fill us with your mercy that we may share your presence and the joys of all the saints. The loyal heart must praise the Lord. A reading from the letter of Paul to the Romans. 
you know the time in which we are living. It is now the hour for you to wake from sleep, for our salvation is closer than when we first accepted the faith. The night is far spent. The day draws near. Let us cast off deeds of darkness and put on the armor of light. Let us live honorably as in daylight, not in carousing and drunkenness, not in sexual excess and lust, not in quarreling and jealousy. Rather, put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the desires of the flesh. The Word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be be to God. God. My God stands by me. All my trust is in Him. My My God God stands by me. All my trust is in Him. I find my refuge in Him, and I am truly free. All my trust is in Him. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. My God stands by me. All my trust is in Him. God has raised up for us a mighty Savior, as He promised through the words of His holy prophets. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel. He has come to his people and set them free. He has raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of his servant David. Through his holy prophets, he promised of old that he would save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us. He promised to show mercy to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant. This was the oath he swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship him without fear, holy and righteous in his sight all the days of our life. You, my child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare his way to give his people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Amen. God has raised up for us a mighty Savior, as he promised through the words of his holy prophets. Beloved brothers and sisters, we share a heavenly calling under Christ, our High Priest. Let us praise him with shouts of joy. Lord, our God and our Savior. Almighty King, through baptism you conferred on us a royal priesthood. Inspire us to offer you a continual sacrifice of praise. Lord, our God and our Savior. Help us to keep your commandments. That through the power of the Holy Spirit we may live in you and you in us. Lord, our God and our Savior. Give us your eternal wisdom. To be with us today and to guide us. Lord, our God and our Savior. 
May our companions today be free of sorrow and filled with joy. Lord, Lord our, our God, God and our, our Savior. Savior. Now let us pray as Christ the Lord has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. God our Father, hear our morning prayer, and let the radiance of your love scatter the gloom of our hearts. The light of heaven's love has restored us to life. Free us from the desires that belong to darkness. We ask this through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. May the Lord bless us, protect us from all evil, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. 877-291-0123 or RelevantRadio.com or the Relevant Radio app. Give from the heart. Morning air next. I'm Paul Sadek. I'll see you tomorrow morning, 4 a.m. Central or on the app. You go out now. Make this a great day and live in the light of the Lord. Audio from the Liturgy of the Hours, courtesy of DivineOffice.org. Readings from In Conversation with God, courtesy of Scepter Publishers. Selections from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, courtesy of Falcon Picture Group. Ten Minutes with Jesus is used with permission. Daybreak is available on RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. Daybreak is a production of Relevant Radio. Relevant Radio.